What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Welcome, friends. I'm glad you joined our daily podcast. My name is Scott Reeder. I'm one of the pastors here at New Vision, and I get the privilege of serving as the director of our Biblical Counseling Center. We're currently working our way through the book of Acts. Now, the book of Acts was written by Luke. It's essentially volume two of his account, written only about 30 years after the death and resurrection of Christ. Uh, The physician Luke first intended to write a historical account of the life, death, and resurrection of Christ, and that is where volume one, the book of Luke, ends. Well, then Luke writes volume two, which is essentially the post-resurrection story of Christ, and that is the book of Acts. Now, Acts covers in detail the promised coming of the Holy Spirit and the birth of the church and the spread of Christianity across the known world. As Jesus had said, once the Holy Spirit would come down, he would come with power as God had promised, and this Spirit would empower the disciples and the followers of Christ to form the body of Christ, the church, which would take the message of the gospel to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and eventually to every part of the earth. Now, after Jesus had made that final promise, and after 40 days of post-resurrection appearances, Christ has now returned to the right hand of God. And in chapter 2, on the day of Pentecost, we have the story uh, just 50 days since the resurrection. In chapter 2, we read about the power of the Holy Spirit coming down. And then in chapter 3, which we just completed, we see how the disciples are preaching the resurrection of Christ and bringing healing to the people in his name through the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, Now we have Peter standing outside the temple in chapter 3, preaching boldly against the religious heresy of the very torturers and executioners of Christ. And quite honestly, uh, not everyone is happy about it. Now, to be honest, up until this time, right up to the very crucifixion of Christ, You'll remember the disciples were really kind of a struggling, fickle, doubting, even Christ-denying group of followers. But a new wind is blowing and has blown and has been blowing for 2,000 years now. Now listen as we get to our text today, as we get to chapter 4. and I want you to listen to the transformation that comes upon these men whom are now willing to give their lives and and most of them do, in fact, die as martyrs. So listen to the boldness in which the Holy Spirit has now empowered them to speak and preach salvation in Christ and in Christ alone. I'm going to be reading from the ESV version of the Scriptures, and I'll be reading chapter 4, verses 1 through 22. And as they were speaking to the people, the priests and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them greatly annoyed because they were teaching the people and proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they arrested them, and they put them in custody until the next day, for it was already evening. But many of those who had heard the word believed, and the number of men came to be about 5,000. 
On the next day, their rulers and elders and scribes gathered together in Jerusalem with Annas the high priest and Caiaphas and John and Alexander and all who were of the high priestly family. And when they had set them in the midst, they inquired, by what power or by what name did you do this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers of the people and elders, if we are being examined today concerning a good deed done to a crippled man, by what means this man has been healed? Well, let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man is standing before you well. This Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders which has become the cornerstone. And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated common men, they were astonished and they recognized that they had been with Jesus. But seeing the man who was healed standing beside them, they had nothing to say in opposition. But when they had commanded them to leave the council, they conferred with one another saying, what shall we do with these men? For that a notable sign has been performed for them is evident to all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and we can't deny it. But in order that it may spread no further among the people, let us warn them to speak no more to anyone in this name. So they called them and charged them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered them, whether it's right in the sight of God to listen to you rather than to God, you must judge. For we cannot speak but what we have seen and heard. And when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding no way to punish them because of the people. For all were praising God for what had happened. For the man on whom this sign of healing was performed was more than 40 years old. So here we have Peter and John preaching Jesus. And, and while they're speaking, the, the captain of the temple guard, that is uh, the high priest chief of police, if you will. And also we have uh, some of the Sadducees. And, and by the way, they, they hated the idea of the resurrection. They, they detested it totally. And here are Peter and John preaching the resurrection of Christ after just having healed a man crippled for over 40 years and bringing him into the temple area to worship with them. And so they drag Peter and John down to what is going to be a religious court trial. Now, court's already out of session for the day, so, so they throw them into the Jerusalem County Jail for the night. But the next day, they, they bring them before the court and all the other Jewish leaders. And it's, it's good to remember now that this is the same court that had just condemned Jesus to be tortured and killed by crucifixion. So it's, it's not exactly a fair court. But they bring them in to, they bring them before this court and they say basically, uh, gentlemen, our first question, by what power did you do this? Do what? Well, by what power did you heal this man? And by what authority are you preaching the resurrection? 
and it is now filled with the Holy Spirit of God, it is as if Peter says, hey, I'm, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Let me tell you. And now Peter puts the Sanhedrin and the corrupt priesthood on trial. I mean, honestly, if you think about Peter, it really wasn't too long ago, this same Peter, whom Christ declared he would build his church upon, this now Holy Spirit emboldened Peter, who was just several months ago during the very betrayal and arrest of Christ, this Peter, along with the other apostles who fled at the arrest of Christ, uh, this Peter in the town square denying he ever even knew Christ at the very time Christ was standing before the same court, this Peter, now convinced of the very power of God to raise his son from the dead, he's now ready to testify. And so he does. He says, I'll tell you who gives me authority to do these things. It is the true Messiah, Jesus the risen Christ, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead. And then he makes one of the most exclusive statements in all of religion. Peter says this, he says, salvation is found in no one else. There is no other name under heaven by which men are saved. What an exclusive statement that Peter's just made. Jesus Christ and Christ alone is the only way. He is the declared way, truth, and life. And no one gets access to God except through him. You don't, we don't really realize just how bold, how courageous, and yet how undeniably true that statement was. Even the hearers thought, well, now that's courageous. It says there, seeing their courage, they also realized that these men who were making these extraordinary claims were just ordinary men. They had not been to rabbinical school. They were not Jewish leaders, but they also acknowledged that they realized that they had been with Jesus. So they're in a bit of a quandary. You know, on one hand, they didn't want to believe him, and they didn't want anyone else to believe him. But here's a crippled man of 40 years standing right next to them, and, and it just cannot be denied. So basically, they convene their own little private meeting, and they say, gentlemen, you know, what are we going to do? We know not to execute him. We already see how that worked out when we tried to stop the spread of Christianity. So here's what we'll do. We'll, we'll just give him a warning, and we'll let him go. Well, Peter and John, they, they're not going for that. So they, they go to Peter and John and they say, okay, we're going to let you go, but on one condition. And uh, they're like, yeah, well, what's that? They say, no more preaching and teaching about Jesus and the resurrection. And then with great boldness and great clarity and great conviction, they say, basically, listen, we'll let you decide for yourselves what to do with Christ and this message of the gospel. But I can tell you one thing we're going to keep teaching and preaching Jesus because basically we got a case of the can't help it. Basically they say, listen, you can do what you have to do, but I'm going to tell you this, we cannot help but speak of what we have seen and heard. Now there are a couple takeaways here today, but I want to put my exclamation point 
on one verse today, chapter 4, verse 12, is perhaps one of the most exclusive statements in the religious world today. Chapter 4, verse 12 reads, And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Not Buddha, not Muhammad, not Mary, not any other name, but only in the name of Jesus is salvation possible. So we live in this culture, folks, where we have watered down what it means to have salvation by faith in Christ and Christ alone. We're throwing around words and hashtags and posts and hanging pictures in our homes and singing songs with solo words and statements, words like faith and believe and belief and hope. And listen, I'm okay with the words, the stickers, the t-shirts, the wall plaques, even the tattoos. I don't think you have to have the entirety of Acts 4.12 uh, as your tattoo or your wall hanging or all of John 14.6. But I want us to be careful about statements like well, you just got to have faith, or you just have to believe, or just have hope. Because truly, have faith in what? Believe in what? Hope in whom? We need to ensure that we are sharing and declaring where we place our faith, what we believe in, and who our hope is in. The gospel is exclusive, and Christ is the only way. Now, I want to end on some greater news where I'd like to put even a bigger exclamation point, and that is on the inclusivity of the gospel. Yes, the gospel is exclusively in Christ alone, but the inclusivity of the gospel means it's available to everyone, to whoever. Back in Acts 2.21, Peter declared, and it shall come to pass that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And John proclaimed in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved, said the Apostle Paul in Romans 10.13. And Jesus himself said, Therefore whoever confesses me before men, him I will also confess before my Father who is in heaven. That, friends, is the inclusive offer of salvation to exclusive faith in Christ. Well, thanks. I want you to join us tomorrow to hear more about the growth of the church as the Holy Spirit empowers and emboldens his people to faithfully declare and contend for the faith once for all delivered to the saints. Love you, friends, and I pray you have a great day. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.